Chapter Nine, Part Two of the General History of the Pirates, Volume One. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kate McKenzie. The General History of the Pirates, Volume One, by Charles Johnson. Chapter Nine, Part Two: A Description of Brazil, etc. Brazil a name signifying the holy cross was discovered for the king of portugal by alvarez cabral anno domini 1501 extending almost from the equinoctial to twenty eight degrees south the air is temperate and cool in comparison of the west indies from stronger breezes and an opener country which gives less interruption to the winds the northernmost part of it stretching about a hundred and eighty leagues a fine fertile country was taken from the portuguese by the dutch west india company anno sixteen thirty seven or thereabouts but the conquerors as is natural where there is little or no religion subsisting made such heavy exactions on the portuguese and extended such cruelty to the natives that prepared them both easily to unite for a revolt facilitated by the dutch mismanagement for the states being at this time very intent on their india settlements not only recalled count maurice their governor but neglected supplies to their garrisons however though the others were countenanced with a fleet from portugal and had the affection of the natives yet they found means to withstand and struggle with this superior power from sixteen forty three to sixteen sixty and then was wholly abandoned by them on articles dishonourable to the portuguese viz that the dutch on relinquishing should keep all the places they had conquered in india from portugal that they should pay the states eight hundred thousand pounds and permit them still the liberty of trade to africa and brazil on the same custom and duties with the king of portugal's subjects but since that time new stipulations and treaties have been made wherein the dutch who have been totally excluded the brazil trade have in lieu thereof a composition of ten per cent for the liberty of trading to africa and this is always left by every portuguese ship before she begins her slaving with the dutch general of the gold coast at desminas there are only three principal towns of trade on the brazil coast san salvador san sebastian pernambuco san salvador in the baia los todos santos is an archbishopric and seat of the viceroy the chief port of trade for importation where most of the gold from the mines is lodged and whence the fleets for europe generally depart the seas about it abound with whale-fish which in the season they catch in great numbers the flesh is salted up generally to be the victualling of their slave-ships and the train reserved for exportation at thirty and thirty-five mil-rays a pipe rio janeiro the town st sebastian is the southernmost of the portuguese the worst provided of necessaries but commodious for a settlement because neither mine and convenient to supervise the slaves who as i have been told do usually allow their master a dollar per diem and have the overplus of their work if any to themselves the gold from hence is esteemed the best for being of a copperish colour and they have a mint to run it into coin both here and at bahia the moijos of either having the initial letters of each place upon them pernambuca though mentioned last is the second indignity a large and populous town and has its rise from the ruins of olinda or the hampson a city of a far pleasanter situation six miles up the river but not so commodious for traffic and commerce just above the town the river divides itself into two branches 
not running directly into the sea, but to the southward. And in the nook of the island made by that division stands the governor's house, a square plain building of Prince Maurice's, with two towers, on which are only this date inscribed, Anno 1641. The avenues to it are every way pleasant, through vistas of tall coconut trees. Over each branch of the river is a bridge. That leading to the country is all of timber, but the other to the town, of twenty-six or twenty-eight arches, is half of stone, made by the Dutch, who in their time had little shops and gaming-houses on each side for recreation. The pavements also of the town are in some places of broad tiles, the remaining fragments of their conquest. The town has the outer branch of the river behind it, and the harbour before it, jetting into which latter are close keys for the weighing and receiving of customage on merchandise, and for the meeting and conferring of merchants and traders. The houses are strong-built, but homely, lettuce like those of Lisbon, for the admission of air, without closets, and, what is worse, hearths, which makes their cookery consist all in frying and stewing upon stoves, and that they do till the flesh become tender enough to shake it to pieces, and one knife is then thought sufficient to serve a table of half a score. The greatest inconvenience of Pernambuca is that there is not one public house in it, so that strangers are obliged to hire any ordinary one they can get at a guinea a month, and others who come to transact affairs of importance must come recommended if it were only for the sake of privacy. The market is stocked well enough, beef being at five farthings per pound, a sheep or goat at nine shillings, a turkey four shillings, and fowls two shillings, the largest I ever saw, and may be procured much cheaper by hiring a man to fetch them out of the country. The dearest in its kind is water, which being setched in vessels from Olinda, will not be put on board in the road under two cruzados a pipe. The Portuguese here are darker than those of Europe, not only from a warmer climate, but their many intermarriages with the Negroes, who are numerous there, and some of them of good credit and circumstances. The women, not unlike the mulatto generation everywhere else, are fond of strangers. Not only the courtesans, whose interest may be supposed to wind up their affections, but also the married women, who think themselves obliged when you favour them with the secrecy of an appointment. But the unhappiness of pursuing amours is that the generality of both sexes are touched with venerable taints, without so much as one surgeon among them, or anybody skilled in physic, to cure or palliate the progressive mischief. The only person pretending that way is an Irish father, whose knowledge is all comprehended in the virtues of two or three simples, and those, with the salubrity of the air and temperance, is what they depend on for subduing the worst of malignity. And it may not be unworthy notice that though few are exempted from the misfortune of a running, eruptions, or the like, yet I could hear of none precipitated into those deplorable circumstances we see common in unskilful mercurial processes. There are three monasteries and about six churches, none of them rich or magnificent, unless one dedicated to St. Antonio, the patron of their kingdom, which shines all over with exquisite pieces of paint and gold. The export of Brazil, besides gold, is chiefly sugars and tobacco. The latter are sent off in rolls of a quintal weight, kept continually moistened with molasses, which, with the soil it springs from, imparts a strong and peculiar scent, more sensible than the snuff made from it, which, though under prohibition of importing to Lisbon, sells here at two shillings per pound, 
as the tobacco does at about six milrais a roll. The finest of their sugar sells at eight shillings per roof, and a small ill-tasted rum drawn from the dregs and molasses at two testunes a gallon. Besides these, they send off great quantities of Brazil wood and whale oil, some gums and parrots. The latter are different from the African in colour and bigness, for as they are blue and larger, these are green and smaller, and the females of them ever retain the wild note and cannot be brought to talk. In lieu of this produce, the Portuguese, once every year by their fleet from Lisbon, import all manner of European commodities, and, whoever is unable or negligent of supplying himself at that season, buys at a very advanced rate before the return of another. To transport passengers, slaves, or merchandise from one settlement to another, or in fishing, they make use of bark logs, by the Brazilians called fingadas. They are made of four pieces of timber, the two outermost longest, pinned and fastened together and sharpened at the ends towards each extremity a stool is fixed to sit on for paddling or holding by when the agitation is more than ordinary with these odd sort of engines continually washed over by the water do these people with a little triangular sail spreated about the middle of it venture out of sight of land and along the coasts for many leagues in any sort of weather and if they overset with a squall which is not uncommon they swim, and presently turn it upright again. The natives are of the darkest copper colour, with thin hair, of a square, strong make, and muscular, but not so well-looking as the woolly generation. They acquiesce patiently to the Portuguese government, who use them much more humanly and Christian-like than the Dutch did, and by that means have extended quietness and peace, as well as their possessions, three or four hundred miles into the country a country abounding with fine pastures and numerous herds of cattle and yields a vast increase from everything that is sown hence they bring down to us parrots small monkeys armadillos and sanguines and i have been assured they have far inland a serpent of a vast magnitude called seboya able they say to swallow a whole sheep i have seen myself here the skin of another species full six yards long and therefore think the story not improbable the harbour of pernambuca is perhaps singular it is made of a ledge of rocks half a cable's length from the main and but little above the surface of the water running at that equal distance and height several leagues towards cape augustine a harbour running between them capable of receiving ships of the greatest burthen the northernmost end of this wall of rock is higher than any part of the contiguous line on which a little fort is built commanding the passage either of boat or ship as they come over the bar into the harbour on the starboard side that is the main after you have entered a little way stands another fort a pentagon that would prove of small account i imagine against a few disciplined men and yet in these consists all their strength and security either for the harbour or town they have begun indeed a wall since their removing from olinda designed to surround the latter but the slow progress they make in raising it leaves room to suspect twill be a long time in finishing the road without is used by the portuguese when they are nice sailing for europe and wait for the convoy or are bound to baia to them and by strangers only when necessity compels the best of it is in ten fathom water near three miles west-north-west from the town nigher in is foul with the many anchors lost there by the portuguese ships and farther out in fourteen fathom corally and rocky july is the worst and winter season of this coast 
the trade-winds being then very strong and dead, bringing in a prodigious and unsafe swell into the road, intermixed every day with squalls, rain, and a hazy horizon, but at other times serener skies and sunshine. In these southern latitudes is a constellation, which from some resemblance it bears to a Jerusalem cross, has the name of Croziers, the brightest of this hemisphere, and are observed by, as the North Star is in northern latitudes. But what I mention this for is, to introduce the admirable phenomenon in these seas of the Magellanic clouds, whose risings and sittings are so regular, that I have been assured the same nocturnal observations are made by them as by the stars. They are two clouds, small and whitish, no larger in appearance than a man's hat, and are seen here in July in the latitude of eighty-eight degrees south, about four of the clock in the morning. If their appearance should be said to be the reflection of light from some stellary bodies above them, yet the difficulty is not easily answered, how these, beyond others, become so durable and regular in their motions. From these casual observations on the country, the towns, coast, and seas of Brazil, it would be an omission to leave the subject without some essay on an interloping slave trade here, which none of our countrymen are adventurous enough to pursue, though it very probably, under a prudent manager, would be attended with safety and very great profit. And I admire the more it is not struck at, because ships from the southern coast of Africa don't lengthen the voyage to the West Indies a great deal by taking a part of Brazil in their way. The disadvantages the Portuguese are under for purchasing slaves are these, that they have very few proper commodities for Guinea, and the gold, which was their chiefest by an edict in July 1722, stands now prohibited from being carried thither, so that the ships employed therein are few, and insufficient for the great mortality and call of their minds. Besides, should they venture at breaking so destructive a law, as the above mentioned, as no doubt they do, or they could make little or no purchase, yet gold does not raise its value like merchandise in travelling, especially to Africa, and when the composition, with the Dutch, is also paid, they may be said to buy their negroes at almost double the price the English, Dutch, or French do, which necessarily raises their value extravagantly at Brazil. Those who can purchase one, buying a certain annuity than South Sea stock. Thus far of the call for slaves at Brazil. I shall now consider and obviate some difficulties objected against any foreigners, suppose English, interposing in such a trade, and they are some on theirs and some on our side. On their side it is prohibited under pain of death, a law less effectual to the prevention of it than pecuniary Munichs would be, because a penalty so inadequate and disproportioned is only in terrorum, and makes it merciful in the governor or his instruments to take a composition of eight or ten moidores when any subject is catched, and is the common custom so to do as often as they are found out. On our side it is confiscation of what they can get, which, considering they have no men of war to guard the coast, need be very little, without super-neglect and carelessness. I am a man of war, or privateer, and being in want of provisions, or in search of pirates, put into Pernambuca for intelligence, to enable me for the pursuit. The dread of pirates keeps every one off, till you have first sent an officer, with the proper compliments to the governor, who immediately gives leave for your buying every necessary you are in want of, provided it be with money, and not an exchange of merchandise, which is against the laws of the country. On this first time of going on shore depends the success of the whole affair, and requires a cautious and discreet management in the person entrusted. 
he will be immediately surrounded at landing with the great and the small rabble to inquire who and whence he comes and whether bound etc and the men are taught to answer from guinea denying anything of a slave on board which are under hatches and make no show nor need they for those who have money to lay out will conclude on that themselves by that time the compliment is paid to the governor the news has spread all round the town and some merchant addresses you as a stranger to the civility of his house but privately desires to know what negroes he can have and what price a governor may possibly use an instrument in sifting this but the appearance of the gentleman and the circumstance of being so soon engaged after leaving the other will go a great way in forming a man's judgment and leaves him no room for the suspicion of such a snare however to have a due guard intimations will suffice and bring him and friends enough to carry off the best part of a cargo in two nights time from twenty to thirty moidos a boy and from thirty to forty a man-slave the hazard is less at rio janeiro there has been another method attempted of settling a correspondence with some portuguese merchant or two who as they may be certain within a fortnight of any vessels arriving on their coast with slaves might settle signals for the debarking them at an unfrequented part of the coast but whether any exceptions were made to the price or that the portuguese dread discovery and the severest prosecution on so notorious a breach of the law i cannot tell but it has hitherto proved abortive however stratagems laudable and attended with profit at no other hazard as i can perceive than loss of time are worth attempting it is what is every day practised with the spaniards from jamaica End of chapter nine part two recording by kate mackenzie